Sims Complete. Here with Matty Sims and my boy, the big Philly, big Philly, big Effie. The big, the, what'd you say, the big Epper? The big square guy. No, Epper stands for fun. Yeah, you're, I'm a you're fun guy. Oh yeah, you're all yeah, fun. Yeah, and you, what are you doing calling me boy for? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You're my son. All right, now hold on. Before we went on air, I just want to say this really quickly. Yeah, on go air, ahead. Look at me. I'm, I'm running a studio here. Uh, you just shared a story really quickly about Ooh. one of your former teammates at Moorhead no, State. No, no, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that? No. No? No. Okay. No, because he, you know, it, they watch and listen. This we stuff. don't have to say names. It doesn't matter. I don't want to do it. Okay. So I just, I had a teammate. His pregame ritual was questionable some, this he, evening. He took some drugs. Okay, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> but... Okay, no more details other than that. No, well, I was shocked to hear it. Never knew. Here we are. How did I'm, he perform the next day is the question. He did fine. He did? He, he did, did. He did so fine. I couldn't really yell at him when I found out. Okay. But, but I only found out this year. Oh, just, just yeah. recently. And I said, no wonder why we couldn't win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. All right, well, hopefully he gives us permission to maybe mention that again because uh, it is a very funny story. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, it was a week nine review Yep. Uh, the NFL season. Another exciting week, great stuff that happened. And the first thing that I want to discuss is just Josh Dobbs. I mean, what an unbelievable performance by this dude and how he just came into Minnesota four days. That's all he had. Yeah. And, and he goes out there and he gets a win. I mean, how can you encapsulate that and what he's been through? Hey, sometimes knowing what you're doing is overrated. <laughs> okay. Right. I mean, he played – really, I, I, the first thing I thought of, he just played by the seat of his pants. Yeah. You know, I, you could tell many of the plays, and what am I doing here? But he knew where the outlets were, and I think just playing loose, and he was really free, moved around great. Uh, I, I think that the running – Made it work for him. He moved and he made some terrific runs in the game. And Kevin O'Connell, he did a great job of preparing him after what four days. Yeah, got him ready. He came into the game. Let's see. He came into the game. I wrote it down. The first two plays, safety on the first series. Yeah, and on the second series he had a fumble. Right. So it was like a rough start. And he goes, "Well, what the hell? You know, you can't get you got, any worse. <laughs> no, but you got the free card." You well, do. I just got here. What did they expect from me? That's in your mind, don't you think? What What was the over-under, though, on the plays that he knew, realistically? What do you think? What, to really know him? Yeah, to really oh, know him. Probably the four most basic plays they have in their offense. Well, I got those because every team has them. Yeah. And the wording probably changed, but that would be it. So what do you, th you think? Maybe 12, 15 plays he kind of knew, like, in, in depth and detail, and then everything else was just kind of, like, winging it. Yeah, I think most of it. <laughs> very. I'm sure Kevin O'Connell was giving him stuff in his headset. Hey, this play, call this play. Look to the wide receiver, to the running back, or right. something. Don't you think so? No, probably. I probably. would think so. Yeah, and yeah. there's no way he did. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, the coach of the Vikings, would say to him what he does to Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I mean he gives a dictionary. Well, to and Kirk it, Cousins. the other thing that was interesting too is that a few players in in the post game press conference mentioned that he was just double checking with them after he called the play, like, "Hey, you got this right," <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, that's what I got." So it's pretty amazing that it's just backyard football in Atlanta on the road, and they get the win. And Josh Dobbs uh, finishes 20 of 30 yep. for 158 yards, two TDs. But, yeah, the seven rushes for 66 yards and a touchdown that really was. That was the difference. That was me. the difference, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say he made great throws and stuff like that. Yeah, he, he made he made, he made two on the game-winning drive that were, were awesome. One yes. for about 24 yards, I think, to Addison. Yeah. And then the game order to Brandon Powell at the goal line. So that was yeah. really the, the, the two biggest throws that he made, the most important ones. But he had two big runs that were really the difference in the game, too, I thought. Yeah, and, the scrambles you know, were you look, amazing. You look at Josh Dobbs, and I've met him before. You know, he's thin, but, damn, he broke a lot of tackles. For, he did. Yeah, he really And he's did. deceivingly fast. He really he is. is. He's deceivingly fast, good athlete. He's a volunteer, man. Yeah, Come on, go. man. Okay. Tennessee, Rocky Top, let's go, player. Well, we all have something to overcome, we so <laughs> he did a good job. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Whatever. All right, who's next? Uh, and I just want to mention, too, just for what he's doing, 63% yeah. completion completion percentage on the year, 1,700 yards, 10 TDs, 5 interceptions, 54 carries on the year for 324 yards. So I thought that was pretty amazing that, like, he's he's had actually statistically a better year than Deshaun Watson, and that's where we're going to go oh, with next. Okay, nice. Deshaun Watson. Uh, that was really clever. I what mean, do you – yeah, you know, yeah. I, lear I learned from Adam Shine. I'm oh. doing my best. Is um, this Adam Shine? Go ahead. <laughs> he doesn't quite have that time. No, I, that's a Charlie Jones with yeah. Adam Shine mixed in. <laughs> with Adam Shine mixed in. Yeah. 
But what, do you, uh, what are your just thoughts on Deshaun Watson? Is it going well? Is it going better? Are I the think Browns, this, can they keep it alive? Yes. Listen, the Browns, let's don't even – of course they're a better team with Deshaun Watson in there at quarterback. And, you know, he's overcoming a lot. I can't imagine what it's like emotionally for him, what's in his head that he's playing, and uh, I, it has to be rough. But I thought he played much better. Now he's healthy, looked better, threw the ball, I think, more consistently. And going forward, I just expect him to keep trending upwards because it's a good team. There shouldn't be pressure on you when you're a guy like Deshaun Watson on the Cleveland Browns because you can rely a lot on one, they can still run the football, yeah. and they got that defense. So, you know, you kind of play to that. Right. And we're going to talk about that later. But, hey, I got a really good defense over there. I don't have to be a gambling, make a lot of great throws or take chances. Right. And I think he's got to play that way. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing, right? It's just kind of playing to the strengths of his team. The one thing that I do find a little bit of an issue, I just feel like he's actually gotten worse as a thrower the past few years. He's not throwing the ball he's as well. He's not throwing it as well as we remembered in his, you know, height yes. of his career in Houston. And, uh, and I do think that's an issue. I feel like his downfield throwing isn't as, as dynamic as it once was. No. And he seems to be kind of bending at the waist a little bit more than he typically does when he's throwing. That's why I feel like uh, a few footballs are getting away from more than I usual. I talked to coaches down there, yeah. and I have, and they just go, in practice, he's got it. Okay. You know, so he's not carrying that over to the game. Right. And, you know, the game is always a little different, how you feel, what you do, and he's getting a better feel for it, and it's uh, – I, like I said, I think it's going to be in an upper trend, and it's exciting because they know they have a chance to really excel this year as a team, mm -hmm. and he'll be part of that. And how much more, you know, would you say, like, does he have room for error, you know, for him to say that he's like the guy there for the next few years? Sure, he's got is, room for does, error. He does, yeah. Yeah, oh, man, a lot. Like, what does his timetable look like for his situation? Whenever that contract runs out. <laughs> man, you know, yeah. it's unless, who knows, well, the way this league is going, you know, you can – you can suffer these big salary cap hits. But, no, I think they know they got this guy. They're going to continuously work with him. Uh, the offense is good. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's opened up a little. You know, of course, they're not going to be the same running team without Nick Chubb in there. Yeah. But the Cleveland Browns are absolutely somebody we're going to have to keep our eye on all year long, I think. All right, and now to his old team, the yep. Houston Texans. Let's talk about C.J. Stroud and just what he's doing. Which well, you're going to show – we're going to talk about him later. You're going to show are. some stuff that he did that's – he makes it look easy, and I think that my first thought, you know, just kind of being. Because like, we've been high on C.J. all offseason yes. when we did our draft reviews. Uh, even this year, what we've seen from him, even when the record wasn't reflective of his, of his performance, uh, it just feels like now everyone is kind of getting on that, that train of knowing, like, this dude is, is legit. Yeah, it's really good. I, my, my first thought that comes to me, don't give your offensive coordinator too much publicity. You know, I've done <laughs> yeah. this. I did it with Ben Johnson, Detroit Lions. Yeah. And I'm saying this about Bobby Slowick down in Houston. Hey, let's have everybody in the, you know, in the, in the team and personnel. Don't talk about him. <laughs> right. oh, like nobody's going to realize this. Yeah. But, you know, he's, a, he's another guy. I give him tons of credit. And I give D'Amico Ryan's tons of credit just for this. They put him in there right from training camp all the way through preseason we're going. Right. And it's not like we're, you know, we're not hearing this. Oh, they're, you know, they're inching their way forward. They're being careful with him. They're far from that. It's all about C.J. Stroud. And I guess my last thing, I'm trying to make these quick. The wide receiving core. Yeah. As I was sitting there Sunday, I think it was Nate Burleson. Who knows a lot about it? He goes, of course. where the hell did Nico Collins come from? I mean, you know, <laughs> right. yeah. all of a sudden these receivers. Tangdell. Tangdell. Which, mean, which I have heard. The Texans asked CJ about Tank Dell and what they thought of him, and, and I, I believe that they got to know each other through this whole, obviously, the, the draft process, right. and CJ thought very highly of him, and he's just been an unbelievable star for them. Yeah, they're, they're, hey, pass protection's been good overall, and uh, he has, and you know, he's one of these guys, I, I don't want to say he's a flatliner, but he is kind of. Yeah, uh, you know he doesn't show emotion on the field. He's but very the game stoic. Is very. There yeah. you go. Stoic. That's a word. Yeah. Can you spell it? Okay. Never mind. S T O I C. <laughs> I know. But <laughs> when the game was over, he did an interview after it was over, and it was the first time I've seen him really get emotional. Right. And just and I, and I tell you, it was really it was pretty awesome yeah. after that game, and to show a little emotion. He couldn't. Hey, how can you hide after what he did? No doubt. It yeah. Was, so he. Yeah. He he even admitted. Yeah, man. I'm pretty. He I'm was, pretty good, yeah. Uh, no, he was pretty pumped just yeah. about the whole thing. But what do you think? Go ahead. I mean, it just his throwing is, is 
it's off the charts good. It's amazing how good he throws the football, how much control he has of the football, oh. the ability to throw with power, with touch, with anticipation for a rookie the way that he's playing. Uh, I do agree with you. I think Slowick in the offense is well designed, and oh. I think it plays to his attributes really well. He looks big. He looks strong. And, uh, and I'm excited. I really look forward to watching his progression. Uh, I said uh, on SiriusXM you know, the other day when I was doing my show with Zig Fercoski that, unfortunately, it's hard for him. It's going to be hard for him to live up to this next year as a oh, sophomore yeah. quarterback because yeah. of just how good he's been. You know, but it is, uh, it's one of the best stories, I think, in the NFL. And he is really lived up to expectations and beyond, I think. I, I could have never yeah. imagined that he would look this good this early. Not that people care uh, right now, but I want you to care when the offseason comes. We did the quarterbacks this past year. We did. And we went in depth, but we were careful. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, I think it was clear. You were really clear that C.J. was your guy. But we kind of, you know, we muddled it up a little because we want to be careful the first time out. But this coming year, all these quarterbacks, man, I'm going to be down to the – I'm going to do everything about them the right way and what I really, truly believe. Yeah, okay. You know, the other thing is with CJ, his – and we, t we said this. I'm going to repeat it because I don't care. People right. learn. Is he could literally throw in a phone booth. Yeah. I mean, that for real. He can spin and do everything in the phone booth. And, of course, that's a great thing to have, you know, in the NFL. because. And he doesn't get flustered by, you know, the pocket collapsing. He still can stand there and make throws, and it's, it's, it's been unbelievable. Yeah. I don't know if he can finish the season and stay at this level that where we all got him. And we're going to talk about him more here later in the show. We are. Man, he's up there. I, I know, and that's what's really exciting. And he finishes the day 30 of 42, 470 yards, five touchdowns, and a quarterback rating of 147. What do you think about his quarterback rating? You know, i, I got to tell you. <laughs> You asked me this question. <laughs> hey, Dad, what do you like? The quarterback rating, what was the other one? The QBR. The QBR. And I just go, man, are you my son to ask me a stupid question? Because I knew I was going to get that answer from Did you. you? Okay, I just wanted well, to rally you well, up Well, let a me little. finish it up then. Yeah, go ahead. You know how many times? I'm, I'm being serious. Yeah. Dead serious. You know, I know how many times are. I've looked at the QBR and all that stuff? Never. <laughs> I have never looked at it for one second. And now in this day and age, oh, my God, when people on TV go, well, you know, it's QBR, just – Turn it over. <laughs> you don't turn it over. You listen because you just want more fuel. Well, it just gets yeah. me more riled up. I yeah. mean, it's all, man, people that sit there on TV or wherever and just recite numbers, I literally tune them out from, from the rest of the time. I see them, I just go, well, let me just write a letter to somebody while you're talking. I don't know. Well, I appreciate but, you not tuning me out because that's exactly what I do for the show. But all right, so we're trying to. No, you don't. What do you mean? <laughs> you never said QBR, quarterback. Rating. No, no, but I did for this one just to, yeah. just to well, piss you, you off a little. No, wait. Yeah, you did it. You asked me, hey, Dad, you said it. What, you're being serious or were you just doing it to mess with me? I was messing with you. Oh, at yeah. home? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you got me. Then I know. You're a good actor. I know. Because well, I've heard you gripe about this before, and I just wanted to bring it up and kind of see how you react. I should have waited till live for me to do that to you. But it doesn't matter. I was going yeah. it, to. It's, it's okay. We're going to go into some games right now. Yeah, go though. ahead. All right. We're going to break down some games. Just quick hitters on them, though. Yes. Dolphins Chiefs over there in Deutschland. Yeah, <laughs> really impressive over there in Deutschland, Frankfurt. Um, what are some of your takeaways, though, from, from the Chiefs-Dolphins game? Um, well, you know, first off, I, you and I, I'm hoping we can go over to Deutschland and, and teach this offseason some, which I'm hoping it works out. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Cool. Because they love football. Yeah. And I would think, by and large, as a country, the one thing that they're, they're going to lack right off is, is quarterbacks. You know, so if we get a chance to go over and work, you know, it's up to a plug. Okay, there. totally off the, but yeah, here we oh, go. Well, yeah. I'm going wherever I want. This <laughs> I is, clearly this is not, saw that. Phil, you got 10 seconds. No, yeah. I'm going to do what the hell I want here. <laughs> so, the Dolphins, the first thing that comes to my mind, and I thought about the game and everything, can the, can the Dolphins continue this offensive trend, what they're doing, the speed, the reverses, and all this, and throw and I don't know. I do question So far, though, because you have said this before. Yes. You have made this point. Do you feel like the team has slowed down from what you've seen on film? Yes. Okay. When do you feel like that started to happen? I, I, I watched New England play them two weeks ago or the game before this uh, uh, Miami game. I'm sorry. When New England played Miami two weeks ago, yeah. I thought New England was kind of – it was there. Yeah. They, they had some of the answers. Right. And they just – New England, which they're famous for doing this year, they go, nope, we're not going to do it. <laughs> They're just going to let it go. Yeah. And they made a mistake or two, and it cost them the game. 
But Kansas City, you know, everybody keeps talking. Well, Mahomes. Now people, I heard it yesterday. Yeah, they're finally giving credit where credit is due. They're backing away. Well, you know, they're not the same. They're playing through their defense. Oh, really? Yeah. It took us that long to figure it out? I know. But their defense, and what I loved about, it, some, um, about the game, when crucial moments – we were at CBS getting ready for the show and all that stuff, and I'm looking over. I go, it comes an all-out blitz. This is before they even broke the huddle. Yeah. And because we just know Steve Spagnola is not going to lose by sitting back. And they blitzed the last couple plays of the game, and it probably was the reason, one of the big reasons why they won. Yeah, definitely is. And my one, I started to notice it with the Dolphins against uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. I thought in that game, even Mostert didn't look quite as fresh as he normally Waddle left that game, obviously, with his back and all that kind of right. stuff. Uh, Tyreek is one of one. I don't feel like he's slowed down much at all. Or if right. he has, he's still, you know, if he went from a 4-2 to now he's a 4-3 guy, I don't notice it that much. But uh, I, I do feel like the team doesn't quite have that same pop and explosive nature that we saw earlier in the game. So I agree with you that the practice, the style in which they play, very difficult to repeat for the entire football season. Yeah, I, I think Tua also, it seems like his fatigue, his arm's a little fatigued to me. I feel like his arm doesn't quite have the same pop that it had either earlier in the year. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's the first thing I noticed watching this game. I did it this morning because uh, I didn't have time uh, yesterday. So I did it this morning. I watched the game. Yeah. And it was the first thing that came up. They didn't quite look super explosive. You know, how can you go out, you know, track speed guys don't go out and just run Constantly every day, you know. So just think that's what the Dolphins do. They practice hard and all that. Yeah, they practice and hard. So they practice fast. But I definitely yeah. noticed that Tua's arm didn't have the pop in it that we usually see. Yeah. And Kansas City, man, but well, we, I won't get into the guys because we'll talk about that later too. But the way they play on defense, I mean, I think that it's just changed their team enough. They can run the football when they want. And I thought their offense made a couple big mistakes during the game. Yeah. Third and one late. They try to go with the pass. I mean, my gosh, you got right. that. Hammerhead and Pacheco, give it to him sometimes. <laughs> right. Well, I say Hammerhead is a nothing but a, a great a compliment. compliment. I know what and you I, mean. I know I what you mean. I saw him in college and shocked that he, where he went in the draft or whatever, but he's living up to um, yeah. doing what he really wants to do. And, and it goes back to points that we've made multiple times, I feel like, about this Kansas City team that they're, they're a really good football team. They're just good in a different way than what we're used to seeing. And, and that's where people, I feel like, in the media continue to fight against that because, uh, you know, yeah, they want to see Patrick Mahomes just light up the scoreboard and score, you know, 40 points a game. But that's just not the nature of this football team. No. And you've made this point in the past, too, that this – this organization did a great job of rebuilding their roster, especially on the defensive side of the football. And Spagnola and his creativity is very complimentary mm -hmm. uh, of what Andy Reid and Matt Nagy want to do on the offensive side of the ball. And I still believe, like all of us, that Patrick Mahomes will be able to make the one or two plays that they need in crunch sure. time situations to win. And even in close scoring games, Having Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback is always going to be an equalizer. I'm going to say this. It's really simple when I talk about the Chiefs yeah. a lot now. They're tough. They're tough. They are. I mean, they're tough. They really are. In every aspect yep. right now. And the quarterback's tough as hell, too. Yeah. Because we saw him playing through the injuries last year and all that. So, yeah. they're tough. And let's just get used to it, everybody. It's not going to be the high-flying act anymore. Well, it could be at times. At times, But it's yeah. not going to be every week. No. So, they are what they are. And you know what? The team that they are and what I see – it's still Super Bowl caliber. It definitely is. So, Are the Dolphins still a contender to you? Yeah, I'm not giving up. i got to see more. You know, as I, as but, I like, need, are they a Super Bowl type of team? I'm gathering information. <laughs> I need a little more info. So they're a fringe team then. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. on the fringe, that doesn't work. One, if they can win there always, if you can win the AFC East, that gives you a break. At worst, you're going to get a home, a home playoff game. Yeah. So that gets you off to a good start. That home playoff game, the first one, that's tough. Yeah. You know, I played in a couple of those. And, man, the energy and everything else that goes with it, mm -hmm. you know, you have a, a tremendous chance of winning that game. But, yeah, I, I want to see more. There's still, you know, the, the defense, we keep hearing it. Vic Fangio, you know, and, and I've been taught by Bill Cower just goes, takes time. And yeah. So I'm still giving, I'm still patient. There are glimpses that it is getting better, yeah. especially now that Jalen Ramsey's back. You know, that, that obviously is a big part of their, their success and what they want to do defensively. But you're right, we just need to see a little bit yeah. more to actually know. I'll keep the rest for the next time. We <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk now the Ravens and Seahawks game. Oh, my God. Right? That game uh, was just 
Well, we've been on this, I feel like, the past few weeks. The Ravens. Yeah. Uh, I feel like now everyone else is kind of coming along to it. Probably one of the three best teams in the NFL, if not maybe one or two, you know, considering where you see them stacked with Philadelphia. What do you think? Are the Ravens the best team in the NFL right now? Well, if they're not, if they're not the best team in the NFL, they're number two. They're number two behind the Philadelphia Eagles. Behind the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. And, you know, you know me or whatever is my whole thought. Let's see. You look at the Ravens. Tell me their weakness. Good answer. (laughs) I mean, really, that's it. Yeah. They – it always when they can't get to the passer. Now they lead the NFL in sacks. I don't know if they do after this past week, but we got that going. You laughing about? No, I'm just you know, you're getting excited tonight. No, yeah. I know, but now they they just have everything. Yeah. And they they have, you know, they have the size, and then they have speed, and you know it's yeah Lamar is doing great, and just the fact that you know they've played two NFC teams, Detroit and Seattle. And I wrote it down. I don't know if I can even find it. I think it. it was like 75 to 75 9. 75 to 9. Yeah. I mean, oh my. They had five over 500 yards of offense <laughs> against Seattle. Right. Seattle's loaded with talent on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy. But, you know, the passing, Odell Beckham Jr. getting healthy, he looked better to me on film this week. Yeah. Caught a touchdown He's getting more pass. in receiver shape as the season goes. Yes. Yep. He doesn't look like he just came out of the gym from bodybuilding. Yeah, we thought earlier in the year that he was like a little bit too muscular, a little too strong. But that's also, I think, common coming off of an ACL injury. A lot of people just kind of lifting to kind of build that that cushion around your injury that you had. But, yeah, he does look like he's trimming up in in more of receiver shape than ever. Just to quote Mary Poppins, what is it? They're practically perfect in every single way. Well, they are the Mary Poppins of the NFL right now. I did that because somebody said I can't get it in the show. I said, yeah, I can. They actually weren't speaking to you. They were speaking to me, but that's okay. Oh, they were talking to you? Yeah. Well, who cares? (laughs) Well, you know what? We did it. We mentioned Mary Poppins, and they are the Mary Poppins of football because they got everything in their bag, man. They got it all. And they know their old line. And then, of course, when they play people that not have played the Baltimore Ravens, you know, you can watch all the film you want and do all this. And like then, the Lions, like the Seahawks. Yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden, Lamar Jackson, now they're running their, their old run game with Greg Roman some. Right. And, you know, these teams really have never seen it. Yeah. So it just it pops. You know, you, he runs through there. Now, if he plays the Bengals or Cleveland or Pittsburgh, you know, they've seen it a lot. So right. they're used to it. These teams were not. And that was just one of ten things why the Baltimore Ravens, I've been on them right, really from the start of the year. Right. And I was last year, too. Yeah, just injuries played a huge part in that. in every way. But you're right. I think Todd Munkin's done a great job so far uh, of meshing his way of doing things with what Greg Roman set up there as a foundation because uh, we're we're definitely huge fans of Greg Roman, and we have tremendous respect for him. Yeah. And we think that, you know, everyone was a little bit too critical on Greg Roman over the past two years. Why? Um, You know, because it was easy, honestly. No, 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 there's a reason. (laughs) Well, because Lamar was having a great career running the ball, and they were, they want, fans want everything. Right. Well, we can still run, but we need to see the passing game. Yeah. And it's Greg Roman's holding them all back. Well, you know, damn. They well, were. the point you always made, too, is that Lamar never got hurt as a runner. He always got hurt as a passer. Well, yeah. He, <laughs> Greg Roman made a great point to me. He goes, remember, because I brought this up to him about, you know, running the, him to me. He goes, Phil, when you're running as a quarterback, you, you determine how much punishment you want to take. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you played and so many, I never ran up in there and got blindsided by accident. Now, I might, did see you, though, back in the day when you were like a rookie that you got lit up well, against the I, Los Angeles Rams. And you saw him coming from a mile away. Well, because I was <laughs> young and stupid. I said, yeah. I'm not just going to keep running. Yeah, right. You know, if I was doing that now, if I had it, I'd run up there and he's getting close, I'd get down. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I did take some big hits. Yeah, there was one I was like, damn, Phil, like, get the hell out of no, the way. No, but you see what I mean? It, it, yeah. And I tell people that I don't think they really ever grab it. You have a little bit more control of, of, of the situation. Said, yeah, and you know, Lamar, bit. every once in a while, he gets down. Yeah. But now, you know, every once in a while, he'll be running, he'll see the guy, and he'll deliver the blow to the defender. But uh, I would, if I was coaching him now, I'd say, hey, you know, come on. But the biggest thing, right, for, for, the, for the Ravens is the physicality of the team right. on offense and defense, and defense right? Yes. Uh, second in total defense, third in pass, first in scoring, and you thought this was funny. They're 12th in the rush. So, you know, geez. Just falling apart. You know, unbelievable. Yeah. The weakness of amazing? your team. Yeah. Across the board in the major categories, they're good in everything. Yeah. And, man, John Harbaugh, I give him, I give him tons of credit, too, because, mm-hmm. 
you know, he never, like, loses it. Yeah. You know, Him and Tomlin just – it doesn't even matter it, what the – if their team is really good or average – they're just so, I don't know, steadfast it, always. Yeah, and it's uh, they, so every week, it's just another work week. Here, what did Mike Tomlin yeah. say when um, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Pickens was complaining about needs more catches? And he goes to the press as he goes, hey, that's like a pebble in my shoe. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't even remember the rest of the quote. I kind of lost it. But he's it. basically just saying, like, that's not my focus, that I don't care. We're you just know? trying to win games. Yeah, no doubt. We'll and talk about them too later. They are. Go ahead. And the, that's what's so impressive too. And, yeah, so I think Todd Munkin, Mike McDonald, what he's doing, um, as the defensive coordinator there, too. Just the, the style of the coaching with their personnel, Kyle Van Noy, and how much of an impact that he's had since they signed him is unbelievable. Geno Stone with another interception, leading the league in interceptions. Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton. They, you found know, him, they figured out yeah. what to do with him. No doubt. You know, blitzing. He, he's, he's not a position, you know. Uh, he's, he can't be labeled, so to speak. It's awesome. Yeah. I really – because – when he got drafted, I went, okay, I don't know. Yeah. Was he fast enough to be? And it seemed like they were playing him at a, at a position early on in his career. They were. Career. And, that, yeah. you know, and he had that game. I can't remember who it was against. He got three sacks. But, you know, that, that's the great thing about coaching. Don't try to fit somebody into what you think. Fit it, you know, and take their talent and find a place for that talent. Right. It's like being a quarterback. Yeah. You know, don't draft the drop-back quarterback and he's going to run the beer. Yeah, you know, I mean, being very severe, but you know, no, you're. That's a great point. But it's the same point. thing with these defensive players. And, and it's and it's amazing too. I want to highlight again, like we've discussed linebacker position before, uh, Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith. Oh my You know gosh. that two tandem with the other gentleman that we just mentioned, the leadership from from above too. Like it's just it's amazing. Um, and we should probably do that the uh, the top linebacker tandems because I feel like those two Ooh. for sure. Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratter up there, Much Fred Warner, than, yeah. Greenlaw for sure. Yep. Yeah, we, we should do that, though. We should, we should look into that a little bit more. We'll get into more of that hey, later. Just think of this. Roquan Smith comes to Chicago Bears down there to Baltimore. Patrick Queen, first-round draft pick from LSU. Yeah. And to say he's, he is going off the charts, improving. So Roquan Smith, who got paid, he's making a lot of money for Patrick Queen, too, now. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's making yeah. a name for himself. And he, everybody brings them up all the time. They're now a tandem. They are. So that's pretty cool. It is really cool. You know, sometimes you need somebody to show you, teach you, and, oh, my God, i got to work harder. You think you're working hard until you run into a guy like Roquan Smith and you go, i got to step it up. Yeah, you know, Really, I, I, and it's because you don't want to get embarrassed, too. Yeah, for sure. So, And I feel like they're, they're the type of environment, too, where that – is perfect for oh, for young football players, right? I used to do games down there in Baltimore. I'd always walk out of the building. Yeah, going, damn. I know. We played them on the road there twice when I was with the Jets, and uh, I was every time we we left like battered and bruised. Like oh, it was yeah. just unbelievable how physical the game was, and they like weren't even like at the the peak of what they were, and it was still yeah. you know just a, a blood a blood match. Man, that's awesome. The next game is uh, the Cowboys and Eagles. Oh, man. Well, you're going to do some stuff on it later. Yeah, we're going to break down a little so, film later. Don't, yep. You know, I think that it just goes back to this again to me right away when I watched the game and, you know. Yeah. And I just said, the Eagles, they got a better offensive line. Yeah. The Eagles got the best offensive line in football, in my opinion, right now. Right. Right? You disagree? I agree. I oh, agree. Okay. And they got I a I don't think there's any doubt. Do they have the best defensive line across the board with depth than anybody in the NFL? Totally agree with that, too. Man, there we go. Yeah. Now, how do you beat that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they almost, I'll just be in very general, the Cowboys had a great chance because you're going to say it, but Dak, I've never seen him move and make some of the throws, and he looked limber, and I, I, I thought he really played a courageous, tough, talented game but you said he something played about he played awesome he really did it was the best game of his career probably in I don't know probably since his injury really but like this is absolutely bar none to me best game that he's ever played it's unfortunate that it came in a loss but Dak Prescott I think just made so many fantastic plays because again my one problem too with with the Cowboys and their offense it's really simple it yes. is really, really simple. Like, high school offenses here in New Jersey are running that type of shit sometimes. I got I to tell you. And, and that's what frustrates me occasionally when I watch them. We watched the game together last night. And as I watched it, you know, we were watching it on coaches' tape, right? right? We were watching it on yeah. coaches' tape. And I was like, wow. 
you know, because we were just saying that. It's, they're not trying to fool you a lot. Is that we got talent, we're going to beat you just with, he'll run it, Dak will throw it, and we'll and win. We'll just execute simple stuff and all that. And credit to Dak, you know, that's where, that's what's difficult for me, honestly, in this situation, because I feel like with Dallas, it's all Dak, Dak, especially last year against San Francisco, like everyone's still mm -hmm. hung up on that. Jerry Jones and his press conference, well, you know, if Dak can keep playing like that. But at the same time, if the offense is that simple, it's hard for your quarterback to reproduce those type of performances because it really is just like his physical ability, the mental stamina, and really just like being so focused and enduring collapsed pocket on multiple occasions. Oh, my like gosh. The ability to outrun, you know, when things weren't there and to make plays when they're not there. It's just it's hard to duplicate those type of things consistently against good football teams. And that's where I yes. feel like Dak is unfortunately in a – a tough position to overcome what, what the narrative is. Well, it's easy to say, hard to do. Let it go. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I, of course, I always. And where's Brandon Cooks? Like, well, can we get him the damn ball? Can we figure out a player or two to throw the football to him down the field? Man, you know, look, we, you designed the play and whatever, get open. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, but Bill Parcells, all, you know, you just the one thing, and I say this to you all the time, and we talk about it, you got to learn to get out to the edge without being totally out of control because if you just go one more step, you fall off the cliff. Mm -hmm. When you get to that spot, that's where you have greatness. That's where Dak was in that game. And if he can keep that mindset to just go and don't worry about trying to play perfect, just right. go. And that's what it looked like in that game. On TV and then rewatching it, it looked he was just – I, you know, I'm not crazy about – yeah, I like the phrase. I just don't like to say it in public. But <laughs> yeah. he was balling. That's he it. Was, he was. He, he was, was balling. He was emotionally I, – I can't even imagine. But this is what's frustrating, though, too. The, the false start late in the game. The uh, not uh, not coming in and saying that you're an eligible receiver in the game late. Oh, crucial situation. That, that oh, was huge. Huge. Um, the kick out of bounds. I mean, that gave uh, Philadelphia the, the short field. Then the face mask that gave Philadelphia the short field in the next one. Like, it's just so many plays were just like, get out of your own way just a little bit and you might have a chance. And that's where, you know, it just – Philadelphia to me, I don't think sees – I don't know if they see anybody really as a threat right now in the NFC. Right. Other than just like, if we don't play bad, we can beat everyone. But even when we play bad – the other teams will probably mess it up, too, because we're just so physically gifted that we'll just kind of overcome it, too. And, and I don't know. I mean, Jalen Carter is – he's, so he's, he's just a game wrecker. He really oh. – he doesn't even have to make plays, but he is just causing so much havoc on the interior. The, the fact that there was a four-man rush at one point in the game and the center dropped back literally – Five yards into Dak's lap. He wasn't even blocking anybody, but he was just getting that much depth to make sure that he could help, help whoever, whoever that was going to lose. Yeah. And, and it's just it's crazy that they can be that influential in the football game, their defensive line, especially Jalen Carter, uh, and, and still not play their best but affect the quarterback and make it a, as difficult as possible. Well, they have size and speed up front. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Hassan Reddick, you know, sweat. they got guys that can really run. And, yeah. you know, and He's Fletcher still got Cox, Cox and, and Brandon but, Graham. Hey, look, Jalen Carter, I've watched him this year, but I think this is the first time you – we were laughing. We yeah. were laughing watching it because he was just pushing people. Then he ran out of gas, which, uh, you know, was pretty he funny. Was, he was gas. He couldn't do – he just basically fell over. He <laughs> did, but as he fell over, he took two people <laughs> with him, and that's what's crazy. So when Dak's dropping back and looking, he's like, oh, car crash, but – he doesn't know exactly what's going on. Uh, so it's really crazy just uh, how impactful. The last thing about him, though, yeah. man, is that what pick was that? The, the ninth Carter. pick, I believe. The ninth. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I know everybody, the consensus was, but, you know, the trouble he got into and what he did, mm -hmm. that absolutely made him fall to number nine. But, you know, if now NFL teams are going, man, you know, we should have just taken it and taken the heat from the press. You know, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but you have to think that naturally. 
And yeah, I mean, the Eagles are laughing their way to the bank and laughing their way to another number one seed. And maybe and other teams couldn't have done what the Eagles do. You're because right. the Eagles have all those veterans. And same thing with the Ravens, right? They just have an environment which I feel like they allows yeah, for them to take a risk with a player because they have such great veteran yeah. leadership. You're yeah, right. It's, it's, uh, but the offensive and defensive lines really are the se uh, separation of the two. We thought that the Dallas Cowboys' offensive and defensive lines were really good, and when they played the Niners and the Eagles – it proved otherwise, at least yeah. more consistently. Yeah, they got some problems on the offensive line. And yeah. I think the Dallas Cowboys. And, and, and so, you know, what you do, uh, you, you've already hit on it. Well, let's help them out. Yeah. Help them out more. Well, you know, and, and I know they didn't want Zeke anymore, right, because he had kind of run his time right. there and all that. He maybe, you know, just whatever. But they need a player like Zeke to yeah. go along with Tony Pollard yeah. to be just a physical bruiser which allows Tony Pollard to then be explosive and fast. Yeah. You know, for him to kind of carry the load on his own, I feel like is a little bit too much for him. Defeats the purpose of who he is. For sure, exactly, correct. Yeah, yeah. and you yeah. can't take advantage of what he does in the pass game either because of just, you Don't know, you what he's doing. Don't you think the Cowboys maybe asked Zeke Elliott to come back and just, you know, play for whatever? I don't know what he even got in New England. I'm not a big look. I'm not sure either, yeah. But I just go, it still could have been a good tandem. It could have been. And Zeke, right now, just watch him in New England – he looks different. He looks like he's in great shape. And, yeah. you know, he's honking it up in there pretty good. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll Yeah, we'll see. It's but too yeah. late. They're not going to find that guy Still now. Still think that Cowboys are a contender, though. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I do. I do. I, more so, honestly, than, than um, the Miami Dolphins. Um, yeah, pro I, 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 I think so. I would go with that, I too. So. It's really slim right there. Well, I, I, yeah. We just got to keep following them and see it. Because the Cowboys do like the Dolphins. How many guys do they have that can win the game? Right. And both of them have quite a few. They do. And I, I look at that all the time. You know, don't tell me about all this. Who's going to win the game? Right. And it takes stars to win games. It does. And, it does. Uh, That's a great you know, point. Some of these teams, I look at them, they got a lot of good stuff. I guess the reason why I say that, though, is because the Cowboys are in the NFC. That's, that's yeah, really, it's tough. That's the difference. It's Whereas tough. in the, the, the AFC, I feel like it's just loaded with unbelievable teams right now. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah, we'll talk about some of these things as we go along. But you're right. That's uh, – it was a fun game to watch, the Cowboys game. And learn, I learned a lot in both respects about both teams and the players. So we'll, we'll continue to follow them, I'm sure, every week. Definitely. Uh, what do you got now? We want to discuss now the teams that complement each other the best. Yes. Right? And this is this something is that thing. Yeah, this you is too. your thing, and it's good, and I like it. It's a good thought for people to kind of keep in mind at home. Uh, the first team that we're going to start with is the Minnesota Vikings. Why are they a team that complements each other really well? Yeah. Let's play complementary football. I yeah. hear it all the time. And, you know, it's – It's a cliche, but it's a real it cliche. It definitely is. And I hate <laughs> Clichés are because they're real, right? Yeah, well, this is real. You know, we had a great defense for years. So what the hell were we doing on offense? Well, we're not going to throw it all over the place. We're going to learn to run the ball yeah. to complement our defense. And that works. And the first team that comes to my mind is Minnesota. And when they got Brian Flores, I went, ooh, in that first game, I said, boy, he's blitzing a lot. And – is this going to work? And I went, what am I thinking of? This is perfect. Yeah. Because they get out there, they get it done. Either they get blown up with a blitz or they get them off, they get off the field because of some of their blitzing and talent. And then what, what does it do? It gets their offense, which the team is built around, to be on the field more. And, you know, you play the let's bend but don't break defense, and the offense is over there going, oh, what the hell? It's yeah. late in the first quarter. We haven't had the ball. <laughs> right. And I'm being serious. I know. So they get them back out there because Kevin O'Connell's an offensive He's the offensive coordinator, head coach, ex-quarterback, and by God, they're going to throw the ball. Yeah. Okay, and they're going to run it so the quarterback can get a breath. But with, with Josh Dobbs, though, can they still play this brand of football? It's going to change a little. I'm yeah. sure it'll be really interesting. I'll bet you we see a difference in this coming week because he's going to have more movement, simplify, but in, simplify, but make it, um, what's the word for it, uh, deceptive okay. for Josh Dobbs. Right. And then slowly work into, you know, they'll keep adding on to it. But, look, he knows how, he knows what to do, Kevin O'Connell. I have mm -hmm. great faith in him. Really, he's really impressing me as a head coach, but as an offensive coordinator. 
but the team matches. Yeah. And I think it's huge, not talked about enough in the NFL. What do you think about that? No, I, I totally sure. agree with you. And I look forward to seeing what he does as far as with Josh Jobs and his athleticism. And he tries to do more things like that, do more boots and nakeds, more sprint out type of plays, even some design runs with him too, and just like read option type oh, of things, absolutely. RPOs. So I'm curious if he'll, he'll dive into that you know, Mary Poppins bag, uh, uh, so to speak. Two, two yeah, Mary two Poppins. Mary Poppins matches. There we go. Uh, every time you hear Mary Poppins, you got a drink at home. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it, that's that's where I feel like he he potentially could go into that situation with Dobbs with that with his athleticism, moving around and moving what, around it gonna more. Do? It's going to help their old line a little bit. It'll too. help the old line for you know, sure. Josh Dobbs is not going to stand there and make the throws that Kirk Cousins made. I watched. I don't know. Not a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL are going to no, make those can't. throws. I, don't, I said, I don't know why, but I did watch a lot of Arizona games leading up to this. For I, for some reason every week, I said, let me just see what Arizona's doing Yeah, and, and all that. And Josh Dobbs would really have great moments almost in every game, really mm -hmm. good moments. Yeah. But my only complaint, and, man, Josh, he won the game. It's great. He loses control of the ball a couple times a game. Right. As There's a thrower. The, as a thrower. Yeah, right. That's it. You know, mm -hmm. he goes to throw it. Here it is, and he airmails him by six yards. And, you know, overthrows in the NFL, just as soon as it's an overthrow, don't even look. Just start running because you're going to have to maybe tackle. <laughs> so, One unsung hero from this team, too, is, uh, is Josh Metellus, uh, the safety for the Vikings. So right. I just wanted to say, like, we've done unsung heroes in the past. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned Grenard, right, for uh, the Houston Texans. Right. And I just thought Josh Metellus, from what I've seen watching them on film and all that stuff, dude's been wow. making a lot of plays and he's all over the field. So uh, we always discuss Harrison Smith and what he does in that right. secondary. So just wanted to I'm give a shout out for him. I've got to be honest, I haven't watched him that way. I watched the defense, but I'll pay attention. Now. Yeah, he just he's he always seems to be around the football making plays. He's uh, on the season, 60 tackles, one sack, one forced fumble, three pass defense, uh, defended. And uh, I just feel like when I watch the game as a fan, shows up a lot. Shows up, yeah. You know, when I watch my film, shows up a lot. So just wanted to give a little, little highlight good. to that. What's the next team? The next team, Pittsburgh Steelers, maybe. Yeah, it's hard. You know, I think a lot of teams want to play complementary football like the Jets. Right. But the one side can't do what they want to do at all. You right. Know, Jets offense just can't even really complement their defense. Well, how can Pittsburgh win so many games when they've been outgained and all that kind of stuff? Like, oh, how is it even one. possible? Because I think they're going to make that an official stat. You know, if you've been out game, you 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 only get a half a win. <laughs> oh my God! I mean, is there anybody can talk about it without saying it? Yeah. Well, you know they've been out gamed every. Who cares? It I mean, is amazing I, though. No, it and is. it is amazing. But I understand. You know, but oh my yeah. God, they, they, it they're the number one thing to me about Pittsburgh is that they're tough, and I know you th all NFL teams are not tough. They practice hard. Their training camps are hard. They go out and hit. They right. played in the preseason. Yeah. They're geared this way. That's who their head coach is. And the, it's about their defense. It's creative. They got speed. They got the linebacking guys that can get after the quarterback. Everything, That's even though their defense is not playing great, but it's still built around it. They want to run the ball on offense and do a better job. That's got to get better. But I just think everything they do, it's a careful passing game. Right. Trying to match their defense. And that's one of the reasons why they have a winning record mm -hmm. when it, they're a tough watch. They I mean, are. I don't know what else. It's oh, it's tough. ugly football. Hot damn. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes people like being in the mud. <laughs> no doubt. You know, they're, they're, hey, I was going to say pigs. I don't want to call them. You know, <laughs> sometimes they, the tougher and the rougher and the more the, what it is with them, uh, the better they are. For sure. I mean, it's sooner or later, the Pittsburgh Steelers – are going to make the game ugly. They are. It's it's guaranteed, honestly. The other two teams that I wanted to highlight oh, really quickly, was, right? Are, I'm sorry, I wanted you to hear about Do you that. think the Eagles are a complimentary football team? Well, sure. They do whatever they want. <laughs> oh, y'all, yeah. hey, Jalen, our coach, Let's. Uh, we want to run the football this week. Okay. Hey, you know what? Let's throw the – whatever. Yeah, it's complimentary because there's not – I just don't – the only weakness I see a little in the Eagles is, you know, uh, pass coverage sometimes. Right. You know, that would that would be it. There's nothing on the offensive side that I even have a question about. You you don't have any problem with some of their drop back passing game and what they do? It, it's it's simple. Yeah. 
And no. Like, will that play a factor against them later on in the year for it being simple? It took them to the Super Bowl. And they, were, <laughs> right. they were winning. And, you know, I'm watching them this week against the Cowboys. and go, damn, they're running the same plays and the same concepts of yeah. what they do. And it's just the talent is – and, then of course, they, it's the best offensive line in football. So that gives them tremendous freedom. Right. You know, Jalen Hurts doesn't like it. I don't take that. Let me look at another guy. Let me just cruise out here to the right and wait till somebody comes open. That's I mean, what's cool, too, like when you watch their games and, and you notice it's not like Jalen's scrambling because he's pressured. He's scrambling because no one's open and he's protected well and he can find running lanes or just extend plays with it, with his feet and throw on the run. And I think that's something that is uh, – you know, very unique. Not yes. a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL have that ability. And he does a great job of just keeping his composure and not trying to force an errant throw when it, is, when it isn't open in the rhythm of the play. And that's uh, a, a tremendous talent in itself, too, because so many quarterbacks, when it's not open, you know, oh, I, they get well, anxious they gotta and, go, and they got to do something, pressure. you know. And he does a great job, I think, of being really composed in those situations and okay. making really good plays. Um, when there really wasn't anything to be made at all. You know what I like about it? See, I'm writing it down. Yeah, you're stealing that for this weekend? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. As soon as I see something comes, yeah, you know why they're doing that. And yeah. Everybody goes, oh, that's a good one, Phil. So the other team that I was going to mention just really quickly is someone that we mentioned earlier is the Ravens, complimentary football. Again, offense, defensive lines, the style in which they play, running, uh, their pass defense, all that, the creativity, what they do on both sides, uh, the physicality that both sides play with. And the other thing, too, about both of those teams that we just mentioned, actually all of these teams, uh, except for maybe Minnesota because I don't know enough, they yeah. play really good special teams, too. So yeah. I would say for Philadelphia right here to finish this up, Philadelphia yeah. and Baltimore, it, if I didn't have the – I don't know who I picked for the Super Bowl. You know how that goes. you got to pick them in the summer. Yeah. But I think I did pick Baltimore. Or Philadelphia – no, it was Philadelphia and maybe Miami Okay. I took. But Philadelphia and Baltimore being in the Super Bowl – wouldn't shock me at all. I right. think there's a 25% chance both of them will make it. Right. You know, is that, is that a good number? It's, it could it's be better higher. than most. It's, really it's, be it's yeah. better than most. When you're trying to pick two teams going to the Super Bowl, it's hard to hit them both. But they both have the same qualities. Right. We got everything. We're big, we're fast, we're well coached, and we're tough as hell. Yeah. That's a lot of good qualities. <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah. The, one, the latter being the most important. All right, so now oh. we're going to go to the Alpha Dogs of the Week. I like it. All right, and the Alpha Dogs of the Week start with Max Crosby. The Condor. The Condor. Yeah. Isn't that, that a great name a, for him? That's his new nickname? Oh, oh, yeah, he's had the nickname Condor. Yeah, has he? I've yeah. never heard that. Yeah, I, I heard it about the uh, Condor. J.J. Watt said it. And I said, oh, is that ever? Is he? he goes, yeah. And I go, it's perfect. The Condor. I love <laughs> it. It really is. He When he spreads his arms, I mean, it looks like it's about an eight-foot spread there, you know, with his arms. Yeah. He's, and he's just has tremendous – Tremendous effort. He only takes like three and four plays off a game, which is hard to believe for a guy. And he's, he's like, what's, what's the word? Tasmanian devil. Yeah. He can spin and just He's a keep. condor. He's a Tasmanian devil. He's got devil. it all. Yeah. It's all good. He's the largest flying bird in North America. And oh. I'm not sure where. Oh, Tasmania. I um. mean, how many times <laughs> do you turn a game on and just go, your eyes focus on him when he's on the field? Yeah. And uh, it does for me. The cool thing about him is that he's not one of those where he, oh, he just rushes the passer. Oh. He's unbelievable in the run game, great at setting the edge, never feel like he's out of place or being taken advantage of because he is reckless as a football player, does a great job of reading plays and diagnosing them oh, yeah. and then reacting. You know, and that's what I think is really cool. There's been a few times where teams have tried to run like speed sweeps to the side, and oh. he has seen it the whole way and has absolutely crushed the person that's yeah. doing it. So uh, the, the cool thing about him is that I just he is a complete player, uh, no pun intended here, but he really does do all the little things that you want as far as a defensive and setting the edge, and it's, it's really awesome. If he had his partner on the other side, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. I mean, they're, you know, that's hard to get. It's hard to get two great edge guys uh, in the NFL. But, yeah, he's, he's been tremendous emotional leader of the team, too. So yeah. good for him. I'm glad he's getting a lot of pub. He it deserves cool. it. Who's and he next? had eight tackles, six oh, solo, sorry. two assists, and three sacks last weekend. So not a bad day at the office. Yeah, it had to be against the Giants. That's anyway. right. Sorry, we didn't want to. I wasn't going to mention it. Yeah, wasn't going to mention it. All right, Trent McDuffie, our next Alpha Dog of the week. Yeah. All right. Now this is someone that we discussed multiple times, and this one I feel like we had to mention him again just because he really made the biggest play in the game over there in Deutschland 
against the Miami Dolphins. I know, I just like saying Deutsch yeah, for some reason. Sounds cool. And uh, his, his ability to read and understand what the play design was to Tyreek Hill, because there's been multiple times where Tyreek's done that like, quick little like sprint out to the sideline. They throw him that wide receiver screen, right. and he gets up there for about 8 to 12 yards, like guaranteed every time. It's one of those like fallback plays that I feel like Miami has. Like, hey, when we need a yard or two, yeah. we're just going to run this. And Trent McDuffie saw it, just immediately was, was on Tyreek Hill in, in two seconds flat, less than that, and, and stripped him of the football. And right. then Cook was able to uh, get the pitch back and yeah. run it back for the touchdown. Yeah. So Trent McDuffie on the day had 10 total tackles, eight solo, two assists, and one forced fumble, that being the play of the game. I would just say this. You're a corner, and you're playing for Steve Spagnola. you got to be mentally tough. And you got to be fearless and all that. He does it all. And they don't play like, oh, let's get off and play man to man coverage and no. we'll see. No, they're up in your face. And they're tough guys. That's why I feel like he's never going to have a lot of interceptions because of how aggressive they play. You get interceptions mostly on zone coverage. Yeah. You stand in, there's a tip and an overthrow. Right. When you play bump and run man to man, I mean, when you, it, it's, it's really tough. It is. Probably two to three times tougher to get an interception. But hey, look, uh, they hit a home run with him. They have. And they put their guys under pressure. Do you remember what school he went to? You know, I don't. He's a Washington guy. Oh, I should have known that. Yeah. He's been in the league long enough where I kind of forget where they went to school. (laughs) Yeah, so. All right, who's next? Kenny Moore. Well, that's. I mean, how how can we not? How can we not, man? Kenny Moore, I said on TV this past week, you know, I'm just disappointed in Indianapolis' defense. And I am. I was. Yeah. I watch them and, and I just go, man, I just. I thought they would be the backbone big time of the team. Well, man, they were getting after it against Carolina, and they really created DeForest Buckner being the number one guy. Yeah. Created opportunities for Kenny Moore. Right. So, you know, he got two interceptions, both for touchdowns. And uh, what else you got to say about him? Uh, just that it, it's one of those things that just is awesome. It really was. Yeah. I, I don't know what else to say other than that just like it's one of those career days and unfortunately, it was Bryce Young and the young QB kind of realizing how difficult it is. But, um, yeah, Kenny Moore, just veteran player, was in the right place at the right time, taking advantage of it, catching and running, and his ability to, to take it to the house on two of them. I mean, it wasn't like they were, you know, yeah, no, backed right. up where he only had 10 yards to run. I mean, the guy had 151 return yeah. yards. Or, no, not 151, but That's had true. over about, a, yeah, had about like 100, I yeah. think, for uh, his returns for the touchdowns total. So it was pretty amazing. Yeah, it, it, it was. And, you know, again, it was from the pressure on Bryce Young. Yeah. And, you, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard. You know, they, oh, get rid of the ball, get rid of the ball, throw it out of bounds. Well, you know, when you get rid of the ball sometimes under pressure, the mistake, what you think you see and all that is going to be, well, it's going to be a mistake. And he was unfortunate to get those two interceptions, yeah. that's for sure. All right, so now we're going to go to our midseason right. MVP. So if number one, number so one I know we got a you. list here. All right. Give me your number one guy. Number one guy for me. Yes. All right, I'm going to go with Tyree Kill. Okay. Tyree Kill is number one. 69 receptions on the year, 1,000 uh, yards, eight TDs. Uh, I feel like Tyree Kill is absolutely an MVP caliber type of football player. Oh, right there's now. no doubt he's an MVP type of court, uh, wide receiver, player on the offensive side, everything. Um, yes, I'll be surprised if he can hang on to win it. Yeah. Just because it's such a quarterback driven award and quarterbacks, you know, have so many more opportunities to show these big-time highlights and have the seasons. And so far, though, it hasn't really seemed like it's going to be a quarterback year, though, just because it has been a slow start for a well, lot of people. let's have QBs. a wager. <laughs> I'll take it's going to be a quarterback. Okay. So what do you, you want can, to bet you, on it? You can have the rest of the field. What do you want to bet? Well, you know, whatever your hurt level is. <laughs> so if it doesn't hurt you too much, you tell let's me. Let's put $1,000 on it. Okay, well, you could have done something else besides, you know, money. No, shit, I want said, money, boy. You could have, <laughs> who you call him boy? Uh, but <laughs> it could have been like going to dinner, you know, I get to pick the place. Yeah, we'll go to dinner after I get that. After you get yeah. the thousand? Okay. <laughs> That's right. All right, so we got, I'm saying it, it's going to be a quarterback. Okay. But go ahead. So we got a receiver. Note, Give me another receiver. Who's your other receiver? All right, other receiver, A.J. Brown. Yeah. Has to be. Has to be. Can't win without him. I mean, he, he just his impact on the Eagles is, is tremendous. And it seems like no matter what happens within the game, 
they find a way to have that one or two plays to him that I feel like is just the difference in it. He is one of those guys that I feel like uh, demands a lot of attention when you're preparing Absolutely. for them. He makes it an issue as far as the back end, how to cover him. And if he's in a one-on-one -on -one situation, he's going to win probably 90% of those. And Jalen Hurts missed one late to him where he won on a go route. Yeah. If he hits him, it's like the sealer. Like, it's, right. the game is over. And, uh, and A.J., I think, let Jalen know that he was disappointed in that situation. Ooh, I know. But, uh, but I just – he is such a phenomenal football player, and his presence on the field, I think, does put the Eagles into another category because Well, he of changes that. their team. He does. It changes, changes the defense. Uh, you know, A.J. Brown, I don't know. I mean, I said this last week. I can't remember why I talked so much. Uh, but <laughs> whoever the, was the weight coach at Ole Miss, man, you need to hire him because D.K. Metcalf, A.J. Brown, I mean, uh, these yeah. guys come out there are unbelievable. But, yeah, it does change everything. It changes for Devontae Smith. But A.J. Brown, and they have to – what are you going to do? You have to pick and choose when you want to be aggressive and play man-to-man -man against guys like this. And when you play zone – against a good football team, they're going to pick you apart too. Yeah. And we've seen it five-yard little route inside. Well, we saw it against the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. Catch it, break tackle, score, touchdown, or right. get in good position. So, yeah, very valuable to the offense. And he changes defense when they play him because of who he is. So Who's now next? we're going to go to all the quarterbacks. So the, to the rest of the QBs, Ooh. as Big Phil would say. All right, so the first one we're going to mention. You know, I'm, there's a, just, I'm very confident about this $1,000 Wager. Totally not. Yeah, totally not. Oh, you're not? No. Well, you said it with confidence. Yeah, that's half the battle. Oh, okay. You know? Well, that ain't going to help the players <laughs> on the field, your confidence. <laughs> but, okay, go ahead. Who's your first quarterback? C.J. Stroud. Yep. That's, you know, you. when we talked about this last night, like you said, you know, what? you were kind of like, is it okay? I said, yes. I mean, he's been the breakout I star. haven't really meant, heard anyone say it, so that's why, you know, I, I try not to watch too many shows because uh, I Yeah, don't, it's been said. You know, but just what he's doing on the football field is, is unprecedented, and I don't care that he's a rookie. Right no. now, to me, I think he is playing probably the best at the position out of a lot of guys in the league. Well, I, who's playing it better? Yeah, I'm I know. Yeah, you say <laughs> a lot. I, it, he might be number one. And, you know, I, I said to you, if they can have a winning record, yeah, and that's all I think it takes to keep him in the hunt. Uh, and if he continues, he's not going to keep this pace up. No. But if it's close to that, then he is absolutely going to get votes. He's the darling story of the NFL right now by right. everybody out there. And you just can't talk about him enough on uh, all the shows and everything. So, I, it, like I said, if it keeps this way, if it doesn't slow down tremendously – and they have a winning record, he has a chance to win it. Do they have to make the playoffs for him to win the MVP? I don't think so. I don't think so I mean, either. But just He's an MVP because what he did for his team. No doubt. And they're Mostly. relevant, you know. That's, yeah. yeah. And you, oh, let me get this in. Go ahead. Houston, what the heck? We got a great receiving core. We got a quarterback. It's exciting football. And I look at the stands, and they're not full. Right. I mean, it was like. A lot of empty seats this past week. Mm -hmm. Maybe I got the one angle that showed it. I don't know. But, I, what, I, man, I would love to go see a team as exciting and as young and new after what you've been through. And, you know, exciting coaches, too. He, look, Matt Burke, the defensive coordinator, and we talked about Bobby Slowick. They're in a great spot down in Houston. Yeah, they definitely are. Next player, Joe Burrow. Go ahead. I just feel like he's he's going to start to kind of have that. He's peaking at the right time now. Yeah. They're playing really good football. The offense, I think, has changed. It's evolved. It's gotten better. They're finding new ways to get their playmakers the football. Bingo. That's Higgins, the, don't you Higgins think that's being, it definitely. Higgins being healthy for sure, yeah. I think, is going to be a huge difference in that. Uh, Jamar Chase is obviously one of the better receivers in the league right now. Um, you know, Boyd, uh, of course, what he's been doing. We saw production from, from guys like Sample and the rest of the tight end yeah. crew. Uh, we'll see a few of those clips here in a little bit. Yeah. And I just feel like this offense and, and its evolution has really uh, allowed Joe Burrow to play at another level the past few weeks. That's a good line. The evolution of the offense, it is different. It is more helping the players out, I think. And Joe Burrow is um, – nobody in the league plays uh, – what's the word for it? So smooth. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's smooth. It's, it, it, it's really It is. Just, it's pretty effortless. It's effortless, and it just yeah. has a way, a look about it. And I'm trying to think of something else that's 
It's like a guy with a great golf swing. He hits it 320 yards, but he doesn't look like he's really trying real hard. That's Joe Burrow. Yeah, well, it that is. Good, it, that was a good analogy. It is very good. It is. And, and we've always mentioned it to each other, too, that his, his arm is deceptively it's stronger than what you, you may think it is, you know, yeah. compared to what people, you know, or what you may see on TV. It's like, it doesn't look like he's throwing it really that hard because he's not, like, putting everything into it. But it's got a little bit more pep and zip on it than you think. Yep, he changed it. It's great. And uh, who's the last one? Lamar Jackson. Yep. And, and just because of everything, the rushing, the passing, they're going to be one of the better teams in the NFL at the yep. end, yep. Uh, a, a potential you know, number one seed in the playoffs. And despite the fact that they're in the toughest division in the conference, I still think that he'll have – you know, the accumulation of stats that will be really impressive oh, at the too. end of the year. I think he's going to have the stats. And he's playing great you, football. You know, and Lamar, you, you and I talked about this. I probably said it last week. I don't remember, and I'm just, I'll repeat. I don't care. Is that, <laughs> yeah. you know, Lamar, I think one of his goals is the quarterback. He wants to complete over 70% of his passes. And he's got it right now. He's 71%. Is he? So yeah. he's moving up a little. It was like yeah. 70. What it, you know, I just know because I watch his body language in the game. When he throws an incompletion, you can just see oh, you, you yeah. can see he gets upset or, you know, mad. Not upset because he, he shows little emotion out there. He's really great that way. But, yeah, so, yeah, Lamar's going to be in this thing to the – and, you know, one we didn't even mention that's going to get – of course, is Jalen Hurts, too, is going to be in For the sure. MVP conversation. Yeah. So. And, Definitely. you know, I'm good with any of those guys winning. So, I'm liking my chances with this quarterback thing. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I know. But yeah. it's okay. It's for the fun I'll, of the show. What, hold it. Hold it. Yeah. I'll let you out of it right now because maybe you spoke a little too quickly. Give no. me 500 and I'll let you out. No, I'm it. not backing out. Let's go. Wow. Let's go. You heard it. Record it right now. Let's go. I'm, I'm giving him All an right. out. Nope. It's time not to save it. you some money. And I just don't have the confidence that when you lose that you'll pay me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's part of it, too. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, what we got? All right, so we're going to do picks real quick. All, All right. right, the picks. Phil leads 3-1. to 3-1. Yeah. to one. Uh -huh. My Detroit pick over the Ravens. <laughs> that, was, that was a bad decision. Um, quite like your, uh, your teammate before his, uh, his – His what? Before the game, your teammate from Moorhead State. But oh, again, Jesus. we'll, we'll okay. save that story yeah. for right, another yeah. time. But yeah. The Jags 49ers is number one, right? Jags 49ers. Who you got? What, what, is it in San Francisco? No. It's in Jacksonville. It's in Jacksonville. So. You, yep. Why didn't you put 49ers slash Jaguars in? Get out of here. You got a rundown, man. Let's go. You are such a diva. What? I like perfection here. Oh, my God. I'm not a diva. Jesus, you're the first person. All right. Who are you that. picking, player? Uh, boy, you know what? That's pretty tough. It is the tough one, I know. But, you know, the 49ers, 5-3, and three, all that. It's a zone defense. Yeah. A lot of times by Jacksonville, 49ers <laughs> have built to throw against zone defenses. Now, this is going to be an emotional game. It is. I'm pretty excited. And you know what's funny, too? Both teams coming off a bye, which yes. I don't know. When's the last time that's ever happened? I don't know. I like it, but I'm taking the 49ers. <laughs> taking the 49ers? Yeah. Good. I'm taking Jacksonville. Oh, you wanted them all the way? I wanted Jacksonville all the way. I okay. like Jacksonville at home, and I feel like this is one of those games, too, where it's just like, come on, man. Like, show everybody what you got. Like, let's go. Yeah. You know, so I feel like it's just like empty the tank. Empty you know, the tank and, and yeah. kick their ass. <laughs> yeah, Doug Peterson. I like. Yeah, you know, too. Not in, I don't always want to talk about quarterbacks. And Caldwell in the defense, a lot of turnovers. I know that they're not statistically like really high up there as far as the the pass and the run and all that. But actually, I think they are on the run. But they uh, they cause a lot of turnovers. Big and fast. Yeah. When they hit people. The ball. It's not even turn. You just people go. Oh, that was a uh, you know. Uh, a turnover. I said, no, that was a takeaway. Yeah. You get hit sometimes, take it. <laughs> I got to get, you know, I mean, come on, <laughs> honestly. There are sometimes they, oh, he turned. No, when you get hit or something, when you they hit you, you just got to give the ball up. It's just a human yeah. reaction. So. Right. All right, I like my chances here since you're losing. All right, Bills Broncos. That's up in Buffalo, right? That's correct. Wow, this is tough. <laughs> yeah. The I know Bron it is tougher than you the think. The Broncos are three and five. Yeah. And – I, it's like they, and you can honestly say, like, who's playing better football right now? Broncos. I think so, too. The, when they played Kansas City the first time in Kansas City, yeah. that was the turning point. It was that, a tough that was night. When they figured Omaha it out. was on having a good night. Russell got beat up and all that right. and all that stuff. And that's when they turned it around. I've been impressed. Um, boy, okay, I'll give you a break. What? What, what do you mean you give me I'm a gonna break? I'm going to give you a break. I'm going to take. The Denver Broncos. <laughs> That's who I wanted to take. Really? Yeah. Then you can pick 
the game next yeah. first. Okay. So All I right. got Denver. All right. I'm taking Denver too. We okay. can take the pick the same picks. It's okay. Uh, yeah, All right. You know, we'll, okay. we'll just you know. All right. All right. So now Lions Chargers. Where's the game at? You know what? Actually, I didn't even know where this one is. Is this it is LA? It's in LA. It's in LA. Yeah, I think I better be right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's it's we're filming this on Wednesday instead of Tuesday. I'm still watching last week's game. You know, I'm not moving. Oh on. my God, cry me a river, Phil. No one cares. No one cares. Hey. Yeah. Hey, what? Yeah, that's hey. right. You got nothing to say. All right. No, so I who got you tons picking? To say, but yeah. None of it's. I don't uh, want to. And none of it's true. All right. So here we go. All Lions, right. Chargers. Who you got? Well, you go first. All right. I'm taking the Lions on the road. Okay. Good. All right. I think Chargers. this is. I don't. I don't really buy the Chargers. You know, every time that I like, oh, I believe it's like a oh, disappointment. I believe yeah. disappointment. No, and I feel is. like this will be one of those disappointing weeks, and the Lions will yeah. will have something to prove on the road finally after what's been kind of said of them recently. Okay. I, I'm taking the Chargers and uh, the Lions. You. I think you can throw the football on them, and uh, you know that human machine back there, Justin Herbert, had a so-so game against the Jets, mm -hmm. and I would just say they'll try to make it even here after this one. I'm taking the Chargers. I like them in this game. Okay, good. Ravens. Right, now, I mean, Ravens-Browns. Ravens, Jesus. Gosh, is every game in Baltimore? <laughs> it doesn't seem like they're always playing in Baltimore. Well, they played, uh, what was it, maybe like the second or third game of the year in, in uh, Cleveland, the Ravens. Yeah. I, I, it was early in the year, though. Yeah. Yeah. What do okay. you think about this one? This is tough, too. It's this is tough, tough too. It really will depend on just, like, can Deshaun Watson be a little consistent? And I feel like that's a tall task, especially in Baltimore against that defense. I feel like they're going to be able to push the pocket a little bit and, and contain him as far as his athleticism, extending football plays. So I give the Ravens the edge here. I'm going with them. Yep, I'm taking Baltimore too. Okay. I would like to go opposite of you, but I can't. It's just – I think uh, this morning. Well, we got the Chargers, we got the Niners that you went with, and I went with the Jags and Lions, so yeah. that'll be enough for right now. Yeah, and the big games last week, there were four big games. I went 3-1, and one, and you you were it would have been the opposite because you were picking against it, and we didn't put it up, I don't think, right? We didn't. You want us, we'll, we'll keep track of it. We'll make a graphic and everything. We'll, we'll ask Dave. Well, to, yeah, yeah, but I got, you know, well, whatever. All right, so what do we got All now? we care about now is the MVP race. That's all that matters. The record, I don't care about <laughs> I got a high pain tolerance. <laughs> that's right, yeah. All right, so for anyone that's listening on our audio version of the right. podcast right now, we're sorry, but we're going to break, and we're going to start to go into the film breakdown okay. now. So uh, if you're listening, please go to our YouTube page, and you can watch the film breakdown. Me and F Big Phil are going to break down well, C.J. Stroud plays. Go well, ahead. we're going to talk ball. Okay. C.J. Stroud, CJ. Joe Burrow, and then we're going to show a few plays from the, uh, the Dallas uh, Eagles game. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, and then, uh, you know, again, thank you for listening. Subscribe and like right. uh, wherever you find us uh, on your Apple, iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. Uh, this is Sims Complete out. Thank you.